Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode 69. In this episode, Javier decides that moving furniture and sweating in 104-degree weather was more fun than having a cold beer while sitting in a non-air-conditioned room with no air circulation while recording the podcast. <laughs> Go figure. So, Mario and I discuss how much I want to sing A Whole New World with Lea Salonga. We also have our buddy Jeff Heimbuck on to talk about their new website, HorrorBuzz.com, where they talk about all the special season haunts going on in the area, horror films, TV show recaps, and other spooky-like things that make you go, ah, ooh. You know, like, like a wolf. Ah, ooh. Then we talk about something really scary, the new annual pass prices. <laughs> you know, do you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night thinking to yourself, Man, I really want to hear a scary story. But all your friends are, I don't know, sleeping? Then you should consider Audible. Audible has a great selection of Halloween and horror stories available. And as a listener of our podcast, you can enjoy a free audiobook to give their service a try. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com slash and sign up for your 30-day free trial and get your free audiobook. There's no obligation to keep it. You can cancel it anytime, but the book is yours to keep. If you want to take advantage of this offer, head over to audibletrial.com slash Remember that if you also shop on Amazon, you should start by heading over to podcateers.com and click on the Buy Now Amazon button on the homepage. Doing so before your purchase will give us a small commission from your sale as a thank you from Amazon for clicking through our website. Your cost remains the same, so it's a great way to help out the podcast. It's almost like dropping a few cents into the podcast tip jar. Yeah, it's cool. If you're looking for us on social media, we're at facebook.com slash Remember that if you like the page, you also have to click on the like button and select get notifications or else Facebook just won't show you any of it. Weird. I know. We're also at Podcateers on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find our videos over at youtube.com slash Of course, all of those links and more can be found over at podcateers.com. Thank you all so very much for listening. You guys are awesome. Here is episode 69 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. I'm telling you, the entire soundtrack is pretty awesome. I mean, I, I'm not even familiar with this game that you're talking about. Is it like a part three? No, it's part two. Oh, it's, part two. It's, it's Epic Mickey 2. It's um, The Power of Two, I think. Is what yeah, either way, I never even played that game. I played part one. I just didn't get to. Well, the my favorite track, uh, the one that I'm talking to you about, is actually a track called A Hero's Second Chance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to pronounce the, the guy's name, but I think it was mixed by a guy named Cole Plant. Or Plante or Plant. Oh P-L-A-N-T-E. yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. But look, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a sample of it. I'm gonna start it kind of halfway through. Um, right at about the two and a half minute mark is kind of my favorite part of the song. Mm-hmm. But you, it's a really good song here. This is this is a portion of it. Hope we don't get flagged and gets this gets taken down from YouTube because we're using a sample of this. Well, no, because our audio is in it. You know, it's not. 
That's what heroes do. I think on the entire album, the the whole thing is really good. I think they did a really good job with all of the music in both of the games, but in in the second one, I think that's possibly my favorite track. Of that's the an thing. awesome mix, isn't it? That's yeah. crazy. So my hats off to them. It's it's one of the songs that's actually part of my while I'm working mix now. Mm-hmm. So while I'm editing video and yeah. stuff like that, it's just one of the songs that's playing in the background in the rotation. There aren't a lot. I, I only put like 16 songs in the entire rotation. 16. Yeah, 16 songs. It's an in hour the work. Yeah. And then it just kind of loops. Um, but there's that song. And then one of the other ones is uh, by, it's either a guy or a band named Tycho. It's a song oh, called yeah. Awake. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard that song before? Mm-hmm. So Awake is is part of that. Apogee by Tycho is also part of my mix. Um. Yeah, man. It's just it, it's just music that's. I don't want to necessarily say that it's inspiring, but it does help you just kind of. I me personally, it just gets me into this like editing mood, more like rejuvenating. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna play a piece of Awake or a little part of Awake because I think it's a really great song. Let me fast forward a little bit too. So here's a sample of Awake. Very cool. Isn't it? Yeah. This one appears on that mix like four times, by the way. (laughs) I love this song. Yeah, I love this. I don't even know if we're going to get to the part that I really like. There it is. Very cool. Anyway, so that's, that's a few of the songs that I listen to while I'm editing and... It just it, it puts me in the mood. I like it. I can see how it keeps you going. So, I like in these extremely ex. What are they called? Extra the, extra the, flaming yeah, hot the Cheetos. Ex, extra extra whatever. I don't feel the flaming hot Cheeto yet. That's how spicy it is. It numbed it. It's just numbing my tongue. Yeah. That's horrible. Hey, what time is uh, Javier getting here? Yeah. <laughs> like he knows we're recording today, right? <laughs> no. Well, actually, yes, he does. Uh, Javier actually won't be joining us today. He is helping his brother-in-law move into his new place. And he was pretty bummed out that he wasn't going to be able to make it because he actually asked us if we could move the recording to Sunday. But Mario and I, Mario had to work and I actually had something to do the only time that Javier had available to record. So we weren't able to record on Sunday. So he's helping someone move into a house right now. Yeah. Well, he's helping somebody move in, but I think by now, because of how late it is, I'm pretty sure they're just kicking back drinking. I disagree. I think he has a couch in his hands right now. Let's call him. You want to call him? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's give him a call. Uh, hold on. Okay. Hey. What's up, dude? What you doing? Uh, here at a uh, brother-in-law's, helping to move. Ah, helping to move. You know you're late for work, right? <laughs> what? Uh, we're we're recording work? without you, buddy. What do you mean? We're uh, recording without you right now. It's podcast day. Podcast no. day. 
What was no. That? that was the podcast day song. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Mario? Yeah, it's me. We're doing a like a three way call right now or what? Yeah. You gonna make it, buddy, or uh should we should we wait for the beer and the tacos or what should we do here? <laughs> uh well uh, I'm not gonna be able to make it right now. Uh, what do you mean? It's kinda, only eleven forty-five. I kind of been drinking, and uh, wait, you were I'm not gonna be driving. Oh, please! I'm sure. I'm sure you guys already started drinking. <laughs> that is very responsible of you, sir. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> no, man, it's cool, man. No worries. Uh, I know. I know that. Uh, I couldn't make it today, so it's cool. No worries. We knew you weren't <laughs> going to make it, so you know we just wanted to call and say hi before we actually started recording. Cause we oh, so you're you. just gonna you're just gonna rub it in my in my face, and that's what this call is about. No, we missed you, Boo. <laughs> just thought heard... I told you don't call me Boo. <laughs> I just wanted to call her to tell you that it won't be the same without you today. It'll be better. Uh, <laughs> I don't doubt it. Seriously. Oh, Jesus. All right, no man. No worries. Well, we just wanted to call and say hi. We know that you had uh, that thing that you were helping your brother-in-law move. So have yeah, some yeah. beer for us over there, too. I uh, hope you have oh, a absolutely. designated driver or an Uber. Or nah, an Uber. I'm just going to stay here longer until I sober up. <laughs> Good idea. Leave tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's exactly. Right. He he won't he won't mind. No worries. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You guys are recording this, are you? Of course we are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whatever. This is all gonna be part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, pocketeers? <laughs> all right, dude. We're gonna let you get back to that. Have we're fun. gonna get back to recording. All right, dude. All right, man. See you Talk to you later. Later. Bye. Bye. Poor guy, I think we blindsided him. No, but I guess you were right. I guess they were all done. <laughs> I told you. But, dude, it's almost midnight. There's no way that they're actually going to still be moving. Yeah, stuff. but how many of them are there? Ah, uh, there's probably three or four of them actually moving stuff. That would take someone all day. Beyond. True. True. But considering how hot it was today, I don't know how hot it was over there, wherever the new house is, but here it was 104. Yeah, it was like 97 by like 7 p.m. It was nasty. Yeah, it's still gross. I don't blame them if they were either taking a break or they're calling it quits for the day and they're having a cold beer. I know this is going to be a few days after we record, but cheers to you guys. Javier, we miss you, buddy. Uh, hope to have you here next week. Again. I don't miss you that much, Javier. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did, uh, did you watch Good Morning America this morning? No, what was on Good Morning America? So, as I'm sure everybody knows, the Diamond Edition of Aladdin's coming out next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh. Well, technically, if you're listening on Wednesday, it was yesterday. You better own it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, the cast of Aladdin was there. Oh, really? So, the voice of Jasmine, the voice of Aladdin was there. And they had Brad Kane and Leia Salonga. Did they end up singing A Whole New World? You know they did. Nice. So, okay. I'm a little bothered by how they're actually putting this out there on the internet. Everybody knows that Leia Salonga tours. Like, she's still doing, right. like, her own solo tour. And Disney one of, legend Leia Salonga. That is correct. Disney legend Leia Salonga. And one of the things that she loves to do is she likes to get a male member from the audience who can sing <gasps> to perform a whole new world with her. I need to go see her in concert. Yeah. she She's around this area, like, a lot. I'll let you know when she's around. Oh, my God. 
So, Leia Salongo, if you're listening, I would love to sing A Whole New World with you. I'm so not going to be as good as you or as good as Brad Kane, but I want to sing A Whole New World with you. That is now on my dream list. Disney legend Leia Salonga, you will never know if you're comparable because my brother's going to hog the mic. How dare you? <laughs> it is how I... So good morning, America. Yes. No, but the thing is, okay. Jerk. The, the, <laughs> the internet is blowing this thing up like it's the first time since the recording of the song that Brad Kane and Leia Salonga sing a whole new world together. And let me tell you that that's a lie. That did not happen. Because for, I believe for the Oscars, they performed that song together. But wasn't that after the movie had come out? Yes. I don't think that counts, though. Yes, it does. No, let me tell you why it doesn't count. Because when you are on a marketing wave for something and you're out there promoting a product, I kind of feel like it all meshes into the exact same cluster. If you stop singing it for six months to a year or something like that, and then all of a sudden you go back and you start singing A Whole New World, then okay, I get it. But right now, uh, me personally, I think that if they sang it within that one-year span or maybe even two years after the movie got released when it was still on that high tidal wave of like, you know, marketing and everything, I consider it still singing the same like you you see what i mean like am i making any sense here you i i get where you're going but now listen to this there was another time where they performed it i don't know if you remember within this, okay? those first two years it might have been i'm not quite sure but the thing okay abc did a special and if you remember this the Olsen twins hosted that thing. <gasps> Wait, was that the one where they were like detectives or something? I don't know. They do things all the time. Okay, but they hosted that thing. They had like, all, it was like this whole like celebrity special. Joey Lawrence was on it and he sang. Well, you know, there's nothing their love can't fix, right? <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. If anybody gets the Joey Lawrence reference, leave a comment. Come on now. <laughs> But Brad Kane and Leia Salonga sang there too. At the that was at Disney World, right? I don't know where it was to be. I really don't remember. I kind of I I think I remember what you're talking about. I want to say that it was at Disney. Oh, you World. know what it was? It was a Mother's Day special because I remember every time someone performed, the Olsen twins asked them to describe their mother in one word. Ah, it it sounds more familiar to me. Now. I will hunt it down. We will put it up somewhere. But that was the second time I remember that they went out and performed it. And they're trying to pitch it like this is the first time since they recorded for the movie that they're singing the song together. Uh, uh, I'm still I'm sticking to what I'm saying. I think <laughs> if it was if all of what you're saying happened within the first couple years or whatever of the movie's release when it was still in promotion, I'm gonna all call it part of the same like marketing cluster. Now, otherwise. If it was like seven years down the line or something like that, okay, I get it. Then, yes, this is not the first time. I, I see where you're going. But otherwise, I I would say but, that this is the first time since they did it. But look, Brad Kane even said, okay, there's only one other time that I have sang this song outside of the recording. And it's when I got married. Because he said he promised his wife, I will sing that song with you during our reception. Oh, that's sweet. It is. But doesn't it cheapen it on knowing that he didn't actually do that? 
No, it's still kind of sweet that he did it. <laughs> it's sweet, okay? <laughs> that the only other person he sang, the voice of Aladdin's singing voice, <laughs> sang this song was with his wife. I love that. But don't say you only performed it in the studio and then now in front of Lea Salonga. Well, okay, I see what you're saying now. (laughs) (laughs) Not stepping on it. It was a beautiful performance. I love that we're seeing this 23 years later. They haven't lost it. How how good did they sound? Did they sound like as close as they did before or was there some kind of variance? I don't want to be picky. Lea Salonga came off a little Broadway, which she's on Broadway now. But there is a dis- like a difference. You can tell when someone's singing in a Broadway voice versus like a recording studio voice. Well, I think once you're seasoned, then you kind of learn a little bit more about how your own voice works and everything. Right. And of course, Brad Kane is a writer now. He's not a singer. Oh, he probably rehearsed doesn't, it. Doesn't he write for ABC shows now? No, he actually writes for Showtime. I remember you were mentioning to somebody, I was listening to a conversation where you said somebody from Aladdin writes for ABC oh, now. Oh, that's... Uh, I've never been able to pronounce his last name. Scott Wayner. He was the the, the speaking oh, voice of Aladdin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He writes for Blackish. Steve from Full House. Yeah, Steve. Nice. Oh, he writes for Blackish. He does. Interesting. You think he's gonna be on Fuller House? I think everyone from the original cast of Full House is gonna be on Fuller House except for the Olsons. Why? Why would they? <laughs> what else do they have going on? That's what I'm saying. Like, don't you think they made enough money that they don't need to care about this? Really? Enough money? Come on. I'm sorry. You can always make more money. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that off of all the merchandise and everything that they had, they got a good chunk of money. I'm sure they're still collecting the royalties to this day. I mean, Full House isn't syndication on it's true. I'm sure networks across the U.S. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting a dollar a second for that. But come on. More money? Well, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to be different without the Olsen twins on there. No, At some point, somebody hopefully convinces them you know, to make a cameo. But the show has changed a couple of times. Like, from what I, re- I read recently, uh, I guess the show is now starring DJ mm-hmm. with uh, three boys. And the original, the only thing that we know is that she is a widow now. Okay. And that her husband was a firefighter. Okay. And originally, the show was going to start with you meeting the dad, I believe. And it was mm. going to start with them mourning whatever happened to the father. No. Oh. So instead, they decided to kind of start it the way that Full House did, where it's already in the future. It already happened in, years yeah, ago and house. stuff like that. So I think it works better that they do it that way. Right. Because that way you don't have this crazy, you don't have this crazy, you know, really somber beginning to it. Right. I guess you can always have the, you know, the the wave of happiness come through at the end. That's not what I heard the plot was going to be about. For some reason, I heard the plot was going to be DJ and Kimmy were, like, roommates in an apartment. Oh, Kimmy's definitely going to be a part of it. Okay. I think Kimmy and Stephanie are going to move in with DJ to help her raise the boys. <laughs> this is all too familiar. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. It's It's literally reversed. Everything is reversed. Interesting. So I don't know how Danny's going to fit into it, but I know that Jesse and Rebecca are making a comeback. I don't know how they're going to incorporate Nikki and Alex, if at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm telling you, everyone on the original cast of Full House has signed on to do it, except for the Olsons. Interesting. So we'll see. Uh, It's definitely going to be one of those shows that I will binge watch. And even if it's horrible... 
I'm still going to binge watch yeah, it. Yeah, just to get the story like complete. Yeah. So you got to go full circle. It's true. Hey, did you get a chance to check out those poison apple things that they had at Disneyland? I did. Aren't they awesome? They look amazing. So check it out. When I originally saw the pictures that people were posting, I thought that they were really, really small. They're actually pretty big. They didn't look that small to me. If you could guesstimate, what would you say? Volleyball size? <laughs> no, it's not a volleyball <laughs> size. Actually, that was a weird question to ask because how do you quite a quantum? Like if you put your fists together. Yeah, what do you want me to say? Like Granny Smith, Washington? Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Washington Apple. Well, check it out. If you put your fists together, uh-huh. that kind of gives you an idea of kind of how round it is. Yeah. Maybe a little bigger, uh, maybe because of the cap and everything that kind of comes off at the top. But it was pretty big. Right. I was at Javier's house, and he actually had one because he was uh, kind of using it as a reference point for uh, that the poison apple that he was yeah. making for Wonderground. And I was kind of, I, I almost wanted to ask him if I could buy it off of him because. They ran out. They did? <laughs> they ran out officially at the park. No way. And instead of restocking them, Disneyland said, well, see them next season. <gasps> no way. So they're not going to bring back any more until next year. Wow. I was pretty sad that I didn't get a chance to get one. So Why do I find that hard to believe, though? I mean, when um, the You Are Here mugs came out at Starbucks, they were like shipped over like overnight. Yeah, but it's... It really is a seasonal thing. Think of how much time is left in the... By the time that they produce these, and by the time they get them in, they distribute them, it's going to be past Halloween already. Yeah, that's true. And within a week or so after Halloween happens, we kick into Christmas season. Wow. You know, it's only 10 days or 10 or 11 days after that that we're going to kick into the holiday season for Christmas you're not really going to have a poison apple. It doesn't really go with Christmas. Yeah, you true. see what I mean? Yeah. So it's a really awesome product. I don't know if they're going to want to change it to have a little bit of a difference. I know some of the popcorn buckets and stuff like that, they don't really change from year to year. Like mm-hmm. the the Mickey that they have that kind of looks like a mixture of a hitchhiking ghost and oh, yeah. something like that. That's like probably my favorite popcorn bucket. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't really change. They just recently brought back the purple Mickey ears, the ones that look like the vintage balloon, back to Main Street. Oh, yeah. That was gone for a while. But, yeah, man, it's it's one of those products that I think people are going to want next year. And if you were lucky enough to get one this year, post it on eBay. <laughs> you think there'll be any distinction? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to change it next year. I kind of hope that they do. Because then anybody that got one this year now has a collector's now, item. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's rare. <clears throat> wow, I can't believe it moved that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, when I heard that they were officially out and that we weren't going to get a chance to get one, I was kind of bummed. Yeah. Especially since we haven't really had a chance to go that much to the park. But, you know. How much was it? Like 12 bucks. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So. Yeah, that's, that's just your fault. <laughs> it, it is my <laughs> fault. I, I should have jumped on that when I had the chance. Are you into, like, Halloween in general as, like, like going to things like Not Scary Farm and all that stuff? I mean, not really. Like, it hasn't really been my thing. Um, I tried Universal once, and then the fun, like, kind of was just sucked out of it when I found out they don't really, like... I mean, they'll chase you, but once they catch up to you, they can't really do anything. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, pointless. That's because they don't want to get kicked. Oh, yeah, they definitely will. They don't want an RKO out of nowhere! <laughs> 
<laughs> and they will, believe me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think at one point, I don't know if there was a precedent for this set, but I know that there were some people that were afraid and they were going around kicking some of the actors yeah. that were playing that. Well, that's because they were actually touching people. Right. And because of that, when you go to things like Not Scary Farm, uh, the Universal and stuff like that, you they're not really allowed to touch you. Right. However, there are haunts that are created, these like private haunts that people do where they do touch you and they do mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy things to you. Our buddy Jeff Heimbuck actually uh, loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, along with a group of other people, created this site called HorrorBuzz.com. Hmm. They talk about haunted stuff, haunted movies, horror movies, um, supernaturally stuff. Hmm. Like throughout the year, they cover things like Scare LA and like right now is like the prime season for them, obviously, right. because uh, it's it's Halloween, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know, it, it fits right in. But it's a year round thing and they have a lot of family friendly content and stuff. I actually had a chance to talk to Jeff a little bit about Horror Buzz and what they do there. So I'm going to go ahead and play that interview for you guys right now. So on the phone with us right now, we have our buddy Jeff Heimbuck. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. A little hot. I don't like the over 100 degrees that the weather has been uh, giving us in the fall because it feels like the you middle know, of July. Yeah, I'm okay with maybe one day every once in a while, but the three or four days in a row, not a fan. Yeah, when your sweat begins to sweat, not so much. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So uh, my brother and I were... Uh, talking a little bit about Horror Buzz and what you guys have begun to establish. Tell us a little bit about why you guys started it and what you guys do over there. Uh, Well, as for what we do, we're basically like a one-stop shop for all things spooky and scary and whatnot. Um, We're taking a look at, you know, TV shows, movies, books, uh, actual paranormal stuff. And of course, because it's the Halloween season, all the haunt stuff that's going on right now, because let's face it, that's what we all love to do. We love to get scared. No, we don't. Um, so there's, well, maybe you don't. However, <laughs> that's the only time I feel alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we have interviews with like, you know, creators of local haunts and reviews of stuff and, you know, TV recaps of scary TV shows, you know, probably stuff that you stay away from. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. If it doesn't have <laughs> unicorns and Santa Claus, I'm not for it. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so it's not just a Halloween thing. It is a year-round thing. Uh, family-friendly, yes or no? Yes, we actually do have a family-friendly section on the site where, you know, we have stuff about not spooky farm, which is a thing they do during the day. Um, you know, Disneyland Halloween activities, you know, fun activities you can do with your kids at home for Halloween. So, yeah, there's there's family-friendly stuff on there also. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about the haunts that you guys review, because when my brother and I were talking about this, we had mentioned that the last time we tried to do it was the Resident Evil uh, maze that they had at Universal. and That was years ago, man. Yeah, and it was one of those things where, I don't know, we we were confused about what exactly happened as far as maybe somebody got in trouble or something where they weren't allowed to touch you anymore at these general things like Universal, Knots, um, Six Flags, stuff like that. 
I don't know if somebody got sued or anything, but it seems like as soon as the touching stopped, the fun aspect also stopped. Was there something that happened like that that prevented them from doing that? It's it's not one particular instance. I mean, yes, there's been a few over time. It's definitely a legal thing at this point. They don't want to have to deal with the legal hassle of someone saying, hey, that guy touched me and I got hurt. Uh, I'm going to sue you guys. So just to kind of wipe it all out, these normal day-to-day haunts like Knox or Universal or all that stuff, they don't touch you anymore. That said, there are plenty of other haunts that you can go to and sign a waiver, and they can manhandle you to your heart's delight. <laughs> and and those are the ones that you seem to gravitate towards. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I obviously love Knots. Like Knots is like one of my favorite things in the world, Scary Farm. But I also tend to go for the little more extreme things as well, where they, you know, they they kind of separate you from everyone else, and you go through it alone, and they just do all sorts of crazy things to you. Describe a couple of these crazy things without giving too much away. <laughs> Remember, um, family-friendly, PG. Family-friendly, yes, yes. Um, well, for me, it's kind of a way to push my own limits and see what I can handle as a human being, whether it's a physical situation or a like a mental situation, just a headspace that they put me in. And it's never anything bad. It's usually, you know, moving you around in the dark or, you know, put, for, for example, I went through one recently where... I was in a very dark place. There was fog everywhere, and the only thing I had was a headlamp on my head, and I was kind of tra- traversing my way through this maze that they created, and every once in a while, you know, someone would grab me and pull me into a certain place, and the scene would play out before me, and then I would go back and have to do it again. So, I mean, it, it, it's not too bad physically where they, you know, pull you around and manhandle you, but it's just enough to kind of take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable just hearing about it? No, not not necessarily uncomfortable. It just it seems a little weird. I'm not all about people touching me when I can't see them. Uh, I have the knee jerk reaction of wanting to punch them in the face. Need be? Yes. So I I understand that. I, I think I would be one of those people that that waiver would really truly be implemented for, except <laughs> for them. And I don't know. It just. Don't get me wrong, man. I love paranormal stuff. I grew up, you know, reading ghost stories and reading all sorts of things about UFOs and uh, the occult. And I'm Mexican, so, you know, La Llorona is like a big part of our heritage. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, a I grew story, up with all of this. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with all of that stuff and I love it. It's just for some odd reason, I just can't get into the haunts. And I don't know if it's because my brain and my headspace has not just gotten into this it's just not real or if I'm just me mentally just over it because I'm so mentally exhausted that I'm just like eh whatever you know a, a good a good thing actually and I, I want to take everybody to this but now specifically you I want to take you to this they're not doing it this season because they couldn't find a place in time but they actually just got a permanent location so they're going to do it year round is this thing called delusion and it's it's not really a haunt. They call it a, uh, an interactive play. And yes, there are some haunt aspects of it where, you know, yeah, maybe you'll get scared a time or two. But it's a 45-minute experience where you go through with a group of people, usually like 12 people. And it's literally a story that you are living. You're not a, uh, a passive observer to, like, you know, watching a play. You're literally inside the story, which, again, it is an actual play for the, for the most part, in whatever location they're holding it at, and you actively participate in it. So... 
it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like going to the movies, where, you know, where you go and you watch a movie and you get lost in it forever many times, and then you leave it and, you know, you're back in your life. Mm-hmm. This actually puts you into whatever the situation is. And I would be interested in seeing you in that kind of thing, because... Um, you just want to see me punch really somebody, don't you? No, actually, they're nowhere near like any <laughs> other ones I do, where they manhandle you. This is a very calm team thing, but it's very good storytelling, and you will get lost in the story overall. And, it, you know, that might be a good first step into maybe trying another haunt someday, hmm. even though it's not really a haunt. Is this the one that was at Scary Lay earlier this year? Uh, or he, last John year Braver or was on a panel. Um, they they usually have panels uh, at Scary Lay. They don't really do anything at Scary Lay, just they... You know, they talk about it on one of their panels. You may be referring to Alone, which is another one I really, really like. Huh. Do you guys do any videos or anything of the haunts in particular, or would that be spoiling it for people that are possibly uh, going to do it? Yes and, and no. We um, we operate by the rule of if the haunt is still operating for the season and, you know, they have mazes, we won't show a full maze. Uh, that said, we do videotape everything we've gone through so far this season, for the most part. Um and we have it. So when the season's over, we'll post it. And another, actually, a cool thing that we're doing is that we're the first site ever to post um, 360 walkthroughs of these mazes that we're going through. Oh, so you can cool. actually go to our site now and go to our YouTube. And if you have like a Google, uh, not a Google Glass, but like, you know, an Oculus Rift or you have one of those Google Cardboard things for your phone, you can actually watch it on your phone, these mazes, right now. And like look to the right, and you'll actually look to the right in the maze, or you'll look to the left, and you'll look to the left in the maze. That is, and we've awesome. done it at Knot, Universal, Queen Mary, and a couple other places too. So I mean, it's all up there on our YouTube now, um, so you can enjoy it without actually being there. That's actually something I think I'm going to check out because technology-wise, I love Oculus and I love what they did with cardboard and everything for Google. Yeah. So I think I'm actually going to check some of that stuff out, and I encourage a lot of our listeners that are into haunts and especially into Halloween to check out all of what you guys have posted there. Uh, do you guys have any original content that you plan on posting uh, on Horror Buzz, or is it just everything that's happening haunt-wise, movie-wise, TV-wise? Well, well, right now, a lot of it is you know Halloween-related stuff just because we're in the, the midst of the season. But, I mean, I've been posting stuff about paranormal creatures that I've been researching, like full-on, almost essays, if, if you want to call them that, about cryptids like the jersey devil and uh the lizard man like stuff like that so there there is also original content there as well we're gonna do i think eventually a podcast there may be some original uh short stories in the future as well we're still kind of working those details out but yeah there'll be more original stuff uh during the off season when it's not halloween time very cool man Uh, i've enjoyed the site uh very much since i started looking at it uh, a couple of weeks ago thanks man and i think it's really well formatted i think the design that you guys put up is really easy to navigate and you guys have these really crazy pictures of stuff that you know some people only see in their dreams and uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much so you know i like i like i said i encourage all of our listeners that are especially into halloween or into the macabre so to speak to check yeah. out Horror Buzz. And is there anything else you would like to plug while while I have you on here? No, just not right now. I'm all about Horror Buzz right now. I mean, of course, you can also listen to Communicore Weekly, you know, the the, the greatest online show next to the Podcateers, obviously. <laughs> um, but aside from that, no, Horror Buzz is like my main 
focus, especially during this season. It's been like all Halloween stuff all the time. Uh, my schedule is ridiculous. Right on, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, to tell us a little bit about the website. Uh, like I said, I've been excited about it for the last couple of weeks, especially, and I'm glad you were able to come on. Yeah, thank you, man. And yes, I'm I'm telling your listeners right now, I'm going to get him to a haunt of some kind very soon. It's going to happen. You, <laughs> so, can, you can hang on to me. You, you can bury your head in my shoulder. <laughs> I might. I might. Uh, but for other reasons, <laughs> because I love you. <laughs> I love you too. So before I let you go, if you could recommend one haunt for our listeners, uh, whether beginner, intermediate, or if you are hardcore, or maybe one of each, which would they be before the season ends or before Halloween? I'll give you I'll give you two right off the bat. If you if you're looking for like a classic old school with some of the best mazes and like um scare actors interaction around, definitely not Scary Farm. They're they're killing it this year. They're doing a wonderful job. Their new maze, Paranormal Incorporated, is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen hands down anywhere. Um, if you're into a little bit of the if you're brave enough to do something by yourself and you don't mind being pushed around a little bit, um, alone, uh, the alone experience.com is by far my favorite, like individual experience. It's, it's, it's less scary. At least it has been and more of a thinking thing. It kind of gets inside your head and makes you think about things. Now I'm actually going on Friday to go see the, the final version of it. So I'm very, very excited about that. Oh, sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. it is. All right, buddy. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and telling us a little bit about horror buzz and all the haunts. I will talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Hi, Podcateers. This is Nancy. Just wanted to share my thoughts on Mickey's Halloween party that I attended this last weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Definitely recommend that for anyone interested. Um, it very much has a party feel to it. Uh, there's lights everywhere and projections on the main street and on the castle. Uh, lots of music going on around everywhere uh, from different Disney soundtracks, uh, creepy, scary kind of music uh, that kind of add to the vibe. So it definitely has a different look, uh, a different feeling than it does during the day. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's lots of trick-or-treating all through the park during the different lands. So that's really fun. Uh, there is some healthy options if anyone's concerned about that or interested. Uh, they do have carrots and apple sticks if you're if you're wondering about that. Um, lots of people dressed up, so if you are going, I would recommend dressing up. It's a lot of fun. I was concerned about being the only person dressed up, but that definitely wasn't the case. Um, there was a lot of people. It was really fun to see everyone's costumes. Uh, Alice in Wonderland was a really popular choice. Um, Lots of Alice's, lots of Queen of Hearts, lots of Mad Hatters. Um, two of my favorite costumes that I saw, I saw a girl who was actually dressed as the bride from the Haunted Mansion. That was really fun. She had put kind of a bluish, greenish tint makeup all over her body to give her kind of that creepy, eerie look. So that was fun. Um, also, there was a family who, the little boy was dressed as Darth Vader. The father was dressed as young Obi-Wan from the prequel trilogy. And the mom, who was pregnant, uh, was dressed as the Death Star. So that was really cool. So that was fun to see everyone's costumes and see everyone walking around. Uh, the fireworks show was probably my favorite part of the night. Uh, it features Oogie Boogie. Um, Ursula comes out and 
a few other Disney villains that I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it was really cool. There's lots of projections and scenes that they show um, right in front of the castle. It was really great. Um, so I think that's about it. Uh, but it was a, it's a really great time. I definitely recommend it. Um, if you are wanting to go, uh, buy your tickets early. Uh, we bought our tickets end of August and our original plan was to buy them for Halloween night and unfortunately they were all sold out uh, so we had to go earlier in the month but I hope that helps out and talk to you guys soon bye have you thought about what your challenge is going to be as far as what you're going to do by yourself considering you couldn't taste for the baby food challenge wait you guys aren't picking this for me I get to pick Oh, you're going to let us pick? I thought that was the deal, but oh, if we're laying on me, I think the you should give me money challenge. No. No? No. <laughs> I thought that was the whole AP in the bank thing. Yeah, that is what it is. I wanted to ask you how that's going, but we're so close to the end that I'm going to leave it till the yeah, end. Exactly. Cliffhanger. Huh. Why go this far to not yeah, to give results? Exactly. Yeah. I know Javier's been asking a lot. Well, has I, he been asking you at he all? He hasn't asked me. Tell him it's none of his business. No, he's been asking me. He's like, no. hey, so is your brother telling you? No. Like, no, he hasn't told me anything. Well, can you ask him for me? Like, what do you want me to ask him? Like, does he like you or does he not circle yes or no? <laughs> what about maybe? No, there is no maybe. Oh, okay. It's either circle yes or no. Does he like me? Black or white, hot or cold, that's it. That's yeah. all it is. Oh. You want me to slip you the piece of paper? Yeah. You can circle yes or no. Do you like him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, do. okay, here, here's here's yeah. a piece of paper. I circled no. Oh, Javier, <laughs> he does not like you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> okay, so... I was able to pick this challenge is what you're telling me. Oh, yeah, but now that you've actually given us free reign to do that, you are not going to anymore. Okay. <laughs> officially on record said that we are going to choose it for you. You can edit that. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave that. We're going to go ahead and choose. I'm going to talk to Javier. All right, now hold on a second. First of all, you guys are going to make me do something dangerous, right? Like no. Something I'm allergic to. No. Okay. Now that's just mean. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, I would not do that to you. You know I had a boss that did that to me once? What? She's like, for my birthday present, I want you to eat something you're allergic to. For like, her birthday? Yeah. She wanted uh, me to like <laughs> just break out into hives right in front of her. Why? I don't know. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you person are a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, that's just me. I wouldn't yeah, make you do something dangerous. <laughs> but uh, I do want to choose something that's going to... Uh, I don't even know how to challenge you on this one because there's there's so many challenges that I want to try that I think it would be funny if you did by yourself. Uh, maybe eat something. Okay. Like that's I mean, it's only fair. Weird. You guys eat something. Yeah. I think it'd be the only thing that, like you said, would be fair if we did some kind of challenge where you're... If you guys have any suggestions for what we can have Mario do as far as his personal challenge, let us know. Leave a comment in the blog post for this episode or leave a comment on the Instagram post or the Facebook post. Uh, I know we're going to sit down, we're going to brainstorm, and we're going to try to figure something out for him. There's one thing that uh, Lynette brought up, and I really want to do this. Uh, she says we should do the whisper challenge. I love the whisper challenge. Have you seen it? Like, yes, uh, <laughs> I saw. Uh, I'm a big fan of Epic Mealtime and mm-hmm. a fan of Harley. And one, Harley is not um, G-rated, <laughs> per right. se. Okay. But he's really fun to watch. I like watching him a lot. And he did the whisper challenge yeah. with his girlfriend. So if you guys want to check that out, 
go on YouTube, search for Harley's personal channel. It's not on the Epic Mealtime channel. It's actually on his personal one. I've seen uh, Jimmy Fallon do it on The Tonight Show. Yeah, he's done it a couple of times, yeah. hasn't he? Yep. Who were the Who was the last couple of people that he did it with? Do you remember? I don't remember how many people he's done it with. I know Melissa McCarthy was one of them. Oh, I don't. Who did, Who did he do it with that I remember watching? It was either Tina Fey. No, 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 not Tina Fey. It was um, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh yeah, that's the one yeah. I saw. So that one was pretty funny. He did one with Rebel Wilson that oh, I really? thought was pretty hilarious. I don't know how many times he's done it, yeah. but it's. I think it would be a really fun challenge for us to do. Okay. I'm curious to see what Javier is going to say because he can barely hear us now. Yeah, it's true. And putting headphones with music <laughs> around Javier's head and then actually having him trying to read our lips. Who knows? He may actually read lips better than he actually listens to it's us. Very true. So, oh, Javier, you didn't hear that. We're sorry, buddy. We're kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Hashtag not kidding. He's not going to listen to this episode. He's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll listen to this episode. Right, Javier. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you right now, if you want me to do that as a solo challenge, I will take it. I'll be honest with you. After you eat diet food, there is nothing I can eat that's going to be disgusting. No, I'm pretty sure that's not true. Everything I eat is dry and flavorless. I'm pretty sure we can find something. That would be kind of gross for you to eat. All right, well, figure it out. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have a small meeting. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk to Javier. I'm going to talk to Lynette, see if she's got any any ideas for this. And, uh, again, if any of the listeners have any ideas, leave a comment on the Facebook post, Instagram, or the blog post for this episode. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have. And please don't be cruel. Yeah, just remember, you know, we're not going to do anything that's going to hurt him, and we're not going to do anything that he's allergic to or anything like that. So. I'm allergic to coconut and mushrooms. Please don't. So there you go. Hey, speaking of Instagram, before we even uh, start reading some of these comments and stuff, what do you think about Disneyland raising the annual pass prices? I think it's preposterous. Oh, that's a big word. Yeah, I have a word day calendar. <laughs> <laughs> preposterous. Why? Well... To be completely honest with you, I thought the like the pricing we did last year was already too much. Like at this point, it broke a thousand. Yeah, it did. That's insane. It was close to three hundred bucks, and like an eighty dollar a month payment. Yeah, I was struggling to do a fifty dollar a month payment. Yeah, how many people are honestly going to start doing the eighty dollar a month payment on this thing? It's a lot. Are you one of them? Yeah, as long as I can afford it. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a contract, right? As long as you can afford it means a year. Yes, I do understand that. Here's the thing. We've had this conversation before. Right. And we had this conversation the last time that they raised prices. True. This time around, it's a little different because it's not a 20 or $30 price hike. It's a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. price hike. And... The thing that bugs me about this price hike this time is that we're we were premier pass holders. Our our passes expire, you know, close to the middle of the year next year. So in the meantime, you know, we're still okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they got rid of the SoCal pass, Disney did not let anybody get a new one of those. Right. They did say that if you owned one, you could continue renewing it. So you could continue as a SoCal 
um, annual pass holder as long as you were already one to begin with. If you upgrade, you can't downgrade to it again, but if you had it, you could still you know, continue renewing it. The premium one, did I call it Premiere just a little while ago? I keep you do that it so often, it's like blended into my memory. I now, know, like. but uh, as Premiere annual pass holders... Premium. <laughs> I just said it too. <laughs> it's late, I can tell. I need more beer. Uh, as a premium pass holder... Uh, they're getting rid of it completely. That's right. And the two passes that are replacing it, the Signature and the Signature Plus, there's not a huge difference in what you're getting, Mm -hmm. but there's a good enough price hike that it's not worth getting the Plus. Now, the difference between the two, as far as we can tell, is that one one major change that's coming from the premium to these is that now you get unlimited PhotoPass downloads. I'm not a big fan of PhotoPass downloads. Right. I don't take the time to go have my picture taken by the PhotoPass cast members. Uh, it's nothing against them. It's just the fact that I walk around taking other pictures. That's right. And I'm not big on PhotoPass. So the fact that they're kind of saying, hey, you get this even though you don't want it. I don't really care. Right. I would much rather keep my premium pass than get something with a bunch of photo pass stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between that one and the plus for signature is that plus gives you the photo pass, but it gives you access to the park two extra weeks during the year. Yes, that's right. And no, they're not adding two weeks to the yearly calendar with a premium. You basically had access to Disneyland 366 days a year on a leap year, 365 any other year. So considering you had no blackout dates with a premium, that was awesome. Right. But now with the with the comparable version, which is not the plus, it's the it's just signature. signature mm-hmm. Now you're losing two weeks. Which, by the way... You lose two weeks, effective what day? December 17th. When's my birthday? Yeah. December 18th. Yeah. So I wouldn't even get to go on my birthday if I got the signature pass. That would be sad. That would be sad. The the price hike does have a lot to do, I believe, with crowd control. Right. And especially during the last couple weeks of the year, there's a lot of people that go for Christmas, like Christmas Day. There's a lot of people that go for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So I think it is a way to control the crowds a little bit more. But it makes me wonder if they're going to add like the candlelight processional and stuff like that. Because things like candlelight processional have been by invitation or they have to – they're like these special events that you have to either be invited or be uh, selected as part of something to attend. It's not something you can just go to from my understanding. I don't – know anybody that's ever just kind of stood in a line and been able to see the candlelight processional uh, anytime that it's been offered. But now I'm starting to wonder, are they going to do something like that, like a special event in those last two weeks for the people that are paying a little bit extra? I doubt it. You don't think so? I, I really doubt it. So you think it's just crowd control and they just don't want that many people there during that time. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to get repetitive, but if we're going to go back to an old topic conversation here, I don't believe it's a crowd control thing either. I kind of do. Look, maybe that's the plan, but it will not be achieved. Okay? 
Let's review history, okay? In 1980, gas was a buck. People didn't stop driving because it's now $5 a gallon. In the early 90s, a Whopper was 99 cents. People didn't stop buying it because it's two bucks now. It will not stop people from buying a Disneyland pass. Very true. It's not going to control the crowds. I think it'll control them to a certain extent. Because there's there's a lot of people, like you said it yourself, you, you had a problem paying 50, you don't know how you're going to do 80. And there's a lot of people that are on that boat. And seeing the major price hike, they're just going to say, Ugh, I'm just not going to do it this time. Or I'm going to get the cheaper one. Or I'll deal with blackout dates to keep that same price. You know what I mean? As far as going... Like the the crowded days, like those like those last two weeks, for instance, I think it is going to control the crowd a little bit more. Now, look, in all reality, you know that I'm kind of an exception to that rule, and why I'm complaining about it. Look, let's be real, okay? I paid for a year annual pass and got like four years out of it. People don't ask. I'm not going to tell you why that's the case, but you see what I'm saying? It's like I only paid for it one year. So to experience those payments and then all of a sudden have that change to me for a $30 a month difference. Yeah. But see, you're you're in a different situation. Like for us, and it it, it is, I'm not going to say that, you know, it's not a difficult decision because we have to pay this upcoming year when we renew, we now have to pay for four passes. Mm-hmm. And four for you know 80 bucks a pop that's mm-hmm. a lot of money monthly that's a right. car payment right you know and you know that's a fairly expensive car payment mm-hmm. actually and but when you kind of see it my argument is this and i think it's the argument that a lot of people have one a ticket to disneyland currently costs 99 dollars now our copper or regular just a regular one yeah exactly okay For one day. Mm -hmm. For one day. $80 is giving you access every single day of the month for that. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I do tend to go to the park more than once a month. Mm -hmm. And there are months where, unfortunately, I don't get to go. But on the months that I do go, it totally makes up for it. So, the fact that it's costing me $80 to go... 12, 13, 20, 30, 40 times a year. That's awesome. You see what I mean? I hear you. It's it it really depends on how big of a fan you are and I know that's an unfair statement to a lot of people because money is tight for a lot. I know if Javier was here he'd be arguing, "Oh, they're keeping poor people out. They're keeping poor people out." Yes, yes it has it would be. <laughs> nothing to do with that. It just you know, they got to pay for all the stuff that's coming up. But even then, at 80 bucks a month, it's still a bargain. It is. But I think now they're starting to measure just how far they can go. Oh, that's definitely true. That's so, definitely true. So I, I am a firm believer that next year we will see another price hike. Oh, well, it, historically, they've been raising it every year. And I think right now is a really bad time to do it, considering like an eighth of the park won't be available. Oh, I completely agree with that, too. However, I don't think that's going to stop them from raising the prices. I think in six months, yeah. the $99 ticket will be like $120, $125-ish. I, I believe it. You know, So within the next year, that $99 will be an extra 20 or 30 bucks. I, I already know that's going to happen. I can feel it just because of how it's going. But the fact that they are closing... You know, all that back area in Big Thunder. The, it's it's difficult to meter that as well because 
Disney has a pretty good grasp on how many people pass through every land. You mm-hmm. know, you see cast members with clickers as people are walking through. You know, not all the turnstiles, not everything has counters on them, but you see them. They have the right. little clickers in their hands as people are walking to watch Fantasmic, to see a parade, to see everything. They mm-hmm. have the counters with them. So Disneyland has a very good idea of how many people pass through every land, through every attraction, through every restaurant throughout the day. And I'm sure that the reason they made the decision to close up Big Thunder Ranch and all that stuff is because the traffic just isn't there. Yes, is it going to anger a lot of people that the goats aren't going to be there? Yeah, I'm upset about it. I like that area. It's a nice area to go hang out and chill out during the day and just kind of, you know, decompress a little bit. It's a nice shady area. During Easter, it's always fun. During Halloween, they had the pumpkin, you know, painting and carving, but they'll find something else. They'll put something else somewhere. It's going to force people to go out and venture into other areas of the park. Do I think there's a lot of stuff closed that they can reopen? Yeah. Like, Interventions can reopen. Disneyland Railroad? The ra- Well, the railroad's going to be closed the entire time and that, that they're getting that stuff. You know, that's pro- possibly the one that hurts me the most. Because it's the one that I like to ride the most of everything that's closing. Uh, the Mark Twain would possibly be second on that list. I've, no joke, I've never been on the canoes before. Me neither. Never. And there's just something, everybody tells me that it's just so fun, but there's something about having to work. Yeah, I'm not going to (laughs) work. If I'm going to Disneyland, I'm not about to work, okay? I'm paying 80 bucks a month, all right? I'm not about to work (laughs) while I'm there. Uh, I've never been on the rafts either, so if that's any indication to me telling you I've never been on Tom Sawyer Island, yes, that is the case. I've never been on there. So maybe I should do that soon, right? Before, yeah, before they, they drain it. Close that and <laughs> yeah. board it all up. But that's, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. It's at 80 bucks a month. It's still a bargain. Is it going to deter a lot of people? I don't think it's going to be as many as people are making it out to be. I think there's a lot of people that are saying, I hate it. I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. And then when it comes time to renew, they're going to do it anyway. And that's exactly, I'm agreeing with you there. Um, I know you corrected yourself when you said... Uh, like, I, some people just aren't, like, at that fan level or something. I mean, I, I disagree. I mean, what it came down to is just, like, sadly, it's a smarter investment to do one-day park hoppers. Like, in the long run, for this year, that's just going to be smarter business for me. After doing the math, the pass pays for itself at $1,050. It still pays for itself at 6.8 visits, 7 visits, if you think about it. Yeah. Last year, I didn't visit the park as much as I wanted to. So, Truthfully, I kind of wasted the money in that past. And that's the thing, that if you know in advance that you're not going to go, it. our friend Anita actually said that, actually, I think this is a good time to get into some of the comments because some of the comments that people were leaving actually go along with exactly what we're saying right now. Mm -hmm. So let me look for Anita's comment here because she was along that same line where she said, uh, I can't make enough time to visit as it is. I would rather pay out of pocket gate prices every time I go because it would be cheaper than to get a pass. If you have the time to visit regularly, I might st- it might still make sense, but that's a lot of visits. And see, that's what I'm saying, that for me personally, because of how often I like to go, it makes sense for me to no, get No, it definitely pass. does. You know, in your case, it wouldn't. 
you know, listener and our pal Tina uh, on the Facebook page also said, very close to being priced out. I'll probably renew, but it will be the Disney signature. I usually don't go at Christmas anyway. However, I don't see how they can justify raising it that much. And twice in one year, was it raised that much for Cars Land? My excitement for Star Wars Land came to an abrupt end today. Walt Disney World's passes are only $850 plus, give or take, for all four parks. Not cool. Hotels are charging more, and now passes have gone up. Looks like I'll be thinking of other places to take a vacation. I understand that they are trying to thin out the crowds, but it's just too much. Though I do like the photo pass option, but they could have done it with a smaller increase. Keep that in mind. It is twice in one year. That's right. At least within the 12-month span. This is two parks that are much smaller than the four parks at Walt Disney World. Not to say they're not going to raise the Walt Disney World passes anytime right. soon. I agree with everything Tina's saying, except for the photo pass thing. I don't really care about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really pointless, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, I, you know, there's a lot of people that share that sentiment. Like, even that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she, she's talking about how the Disney World ones don't really change in price. But again, I think the reason for these price hikes is to cater towards the capacity that attends the parks. Obviously, Disney World is much bigger, so it's a lot harder to reach capacity. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, they're not going to raise the prices for something like that if they don't have to. When Disneyland is at this point adding, like they expanded 33, you know, uh, 21 Royal Street was added for banquets because we need a second floor now. There's that many people that are attending the park. It's to cater to those. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still stand by that it's not going to keep people from going to the park. Because Yeah, but things like Club 33 expanding and stuff like that and raising the prices because they're doing that, to me, doesn't make a difference. Because okay. I can't go. Right. Why would it make a difference that I have to pay more for something I don't have access to? You see what I mean? I mean, you're still doing it if you think about it. No, because I don't have access to the club. You also don't have access to, like, the cast members area, but you're probably paying to, like, expand their break rooms and, like, their, get them uniforms. And <laughs> No, I, I, I get it. Like, the, the increase serves the purpose of bettering Disneyland as a whole. Right. I get it. Right. But the fact that the cast members are going to be treated better because they're in better quarters during their breaks and stuff versus a private club that can only be accessed by invitation or if you're a member is totally different. The fact that I can't access a cast member area, I don't even see it as part of the argument because whenever you go to a store, you don't access you know, the where they keep all their stock. You see what I mean? There's going to be areas that, yes, are off limits, but to say that an increase is being used specifically for something that's private is totally different because it's part of the main park. That's why I don't think it, it should be qualified as that. Like, if they raise the prices for Club 33 members because they're expanding Club 33, that's a different story. You know, like membership fees on a yearly basis and stuff. But my logic still applies to 21 Royal Street. That's open to the public. You're just choosing yeah, not to rent it. I Not really, because one, there's already a wait list. Two, Club 33 members get first dibs at it. True. And if a Club 33 member wants to reserve it on the day that you tried, then they get first bidding because they're 33 members. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, it kind of really doesn't, you know, fit into your argument there. Okay. At least not to me. I mean, if somebody can, you know, rebut that, and I'm I'm totally willing to listen. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it does. And I mean, as far as what uh, Anita was saying, that um, she hardly has time to go as it is. But to her, it makes more sense to pay for the ticket on the day you're going to go. Right. And that's my exact logic, too. Now, the thing is, I've already determined that I don't visit the park more than seven times a year. But I'm still going to go and just pay the single day admission, meaning that it's not going to keep me from the park. Right. So your logic of the capacity being toned down, it doesn't stand. I'm still going to visit as many times as I do. Anita's probably going to visit as many times as she does. And you're going to visit as many times as you do. Right. Like, it's not going to stop us. Yeah, I think if the ticket price for a single day does go up, you know, within the next six to eight months, and it does, you know, get raised twenty or $30, I think it's still within the same logic of what you're talking about as far as still kind of breaking even if mm-hmm. you only visit, you know, five or six times a year to get the single day passes at the same time you know when once you start you're you're speaking as you know a single a single person mm-hmm. you know and at, not like girlfriend wise or anything because she could you know she'll pay for her own ticket mm-hmm. you'll buy it whatever the case is either way you guys are only paying for two tickets right once you start breaking into a family then it's a whole different story oh of course of course you know because now you know, like I said, for us, now we have to pay for four. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other families that have to pay for five or six. Right. And either way, it's going to be a big dent. So those, I think, when it when it becomes a larger crowd, that's when you're going to start to think twice about it. Mm-hmm. And for the people that really want a vacation out there, this next year is possibly going to be, I don't want to say it's the worst time to come, but... It's going to be a time the where slowest. a lot of stuff is going to be closed. Yeah, the slowest time to come. And I don't. There's still no news officially as to when things like interventions or any of that other stuff is going to open. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it will be open and they'll have something there to compensate for the fact that everything else on the other side is closing. Uh, they're starting the season of the Force next month. Mm-hmm. That's right. So again, I know I I said it a couple of episodes ago, but I'm assuming that they're going to open interventions and have all the meet and greets as part of the season of the force. Uh, I haven't seen anything official. If anybody has seen anything official, that's not an actual rumor. You know, let us know. I'd, I'd love to check that out. But. Right. Hey there, Pocketeers. This is Sam, and I wanted to give my little thought on the new Disneyland prices uh, or passes, as a matter of fact, because that is the biggest talk right now. Now, I'm normally for all of Disney's uh, price increases because I know the money is going to go toward bigger and better things. And I have no problem with that. I love new features at Disneyland. So why is it now that it's $1,024 for a pass for every day of the year? You're going to pay for the pass after a couple of visits. So it's not a big deal. But what's the big deal with this huge change? There really isn't much of a difference between the two just one cost two hundred dollars more because it has the two weeks in december that the regular signature doesn't offer personally right now i think disney is starting to get a little greedy with that 
that's where I'm actually a little upset with Disney. Normally, I'm like I said, I'm all for price changes, but this one I don't like. Why don't we keep the premium passes, the premium deluxe SoCal and the the California deluxe? Uh, why don't we keep those? Those made more sense. Those prices made more sense. Now you're going to make me choose of whether or not I want two weeks in December for $200 more? I don't get to go to Disneyland as often as I'd like to because I don't have a car and, you know, most of my friends aren't big fans of Disneyland. Um, so I, I don't really have anybody to go to go with. But if I had to choose any of those passes, I'd most definitely go for deluxe. It's perfect for me. I'd be able to go during the week, could take some time off of work, go during the week, and then I still have the weekends as well. Um, so that's my that's my little thought on on the new signature deluxe or the signature plus and the regular signature. It's it's silly. It's I don't think those prices are worth it. I don't even think they're worth even being there. I think Disney should just bring back the premium and just have the two differences between the premium and the deluxe. It made more sense. So yeah, that's what I think on all of that. So thanks for your podcast, guys. You really do make my Wednesdays much better at work. I will talk to you guys later. There's a lot of people up in arms, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, like I said, I know Javier, as soon as he read the news and he saw the post, he's like, that's it. I'm never going. Yeah. I'm, I'm officially he out. tapped I'm, out. I'm, yep. He's like, I'm just going to knots. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, I think we've read and seen a lot of people give that answer. It's like, right. you know what? If, if you don't like it, just go to knots, go somewhere else. You know, it's funny because I've seen Twitter posts on it too. And I, I just said it right now too. And I didn't even realize it. Disney fans are saying to Disney fans, this isn't a good time for you to go. Right. <laughs> like, don't go to your happy place. Right. And that's that's kind of unfair. You know, everybody determines when they can go, how they can go, no, of course. when they want to be there. Of but uh, it's funny that as they're closing and all these changes are happening, we're like, no, 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 don't go right now. It's not a good time. <laughs> Wait. But especially when Star Wars Lands opens... It's going to be even more crowded. Yeah, but there's going to be more space for people in there, obviously. There's going to be a whole new land. <laughs> I don't even think it's going to be all that much space. I think it's just going to be a lot more crowds. I don't know about that. We'll have to wait and see. Should we take the TARDIS and check it out? Yeah, let's find out. All right, guys. We're going to take the TARDIS and we're going to see what happens with Star Wars Land. We'll be right back. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, I know that there was a lot of people that were real passionate about it. You know, we got a lot of response on the Instagram page um, or on the post that we did mm-hmm. when the when the prices first went up. So uh, if you guys have any other thoughts, if anything that we talked about today convinced you otherwise as far as the type of deal that you're getting. I know, you know, as being somebody that goes to Disneyland so much in Southern California, especially being within an hour's distance of Disneyland. It's a it's I think it's just a totally different story than somebody who comes from Northern California right. or out of state <laughs> or anything like that, you know? Because then the expense is just higher because you're either flying in or spending hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours driving. So 
you know, I, I I know we got a lot of responses, but if there's anybody else that would like to add to the conversation, make sure that you leave a comment on the blog post for this episode, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And again, if anything that we said swayed you in a way where you thought you weren't going to get it, but you heard something that just thought, you know what, that makes total sense to me, you know, leave a comment. We'd love to hear you know, your comments as well. I think really the overall conclusion, and this just goes to everyone, just kind of like really think it through before you get to that renewal perp like point. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like you said, like, I mean, it's not going to stop like you from going as often as you go. We have a lot of social club, like friends and listeners and stuff like that, that they always go at least once a month. Yeah. So that pass is worth it then. You see what I'm saying? Like in no way, shape or form are we all saying, hey, Disneyland's a bunch of crooks and don't go because we all still love Disneyland. Right. It's just, is it worth getting the pass or just the single day admissions at this point? Yeah. I can tell you personally, when it comes up for renewal for my pass, uh, I, you know, I, I've talked to Lynette about what we're going to do, you know, about the kids and stuff right. like that. But me personally, uh, I want to do my best to keep at least the signature. Right. I don't think I'm going to do the plus because, first of all, we don't go those last two weeks. You went for Christmas last year, didn't you? We did. We went for actual Christmas only because we had family from out of town right. that happened to come for Christmas and they wanted to go. But it's not something that we normally do. And I went for New Year's last year. Yeah. And because we don't do it, because of the crowds, uh, I, I think last year had the family not been visiting, we wouldn't have gone during Christmas. Right. Maybe we would have because it was kind of on my bucket list of things to do, like Disneyland during Christmas, mm-hmm. Disneyland during New Year, stuff like that was, you know, on my Disneyland bucket list. But it's just it's just extra crowds that I personally don't want to deal with. I have a strange question. Is mm-hmm. January 1st blacked out for signature? I don't know. I don't remember. I want to say yes. Off the top of my head, I, I want to say yes. I was going to say if it's not, <clears throat> can I walk into Disneyland at midnight? Uh, unless they close up the park like they did for like the 24-hour event or anything like that where they don't allow anybody into the park until uh, 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. the next day or something like that. That makes sense. So, All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Oh, actually, real quick, I need to shout people out. Oh, okay. Um, they don't even know me yet. I try to follow them on Twitter. Hopefully, they respond, but they haven't tweeted there for a long time. Um, if anybody knows these two girls... Just let them know that we shouted them out because I think they are freaking awesome. Did you hear about the girls that got that cafeteria lady a trip to Disney World? No. Okay. So these two girls that go to Elon University, uh, their names are Lucy Smith-Williams and uh, Taylor, I apologize if I mess up your last name, uh, Zischeltz. Okay. Okay. So they knew this cafeteria lady at their college campus, right? friendliest old lady you will ever meet in your life. She was really interested in all the students and their lives and like what they're doing, what they're studying, things like that, right? This woman's a huge Disney fan and she has a son, I believe. Uh, He's married and they have two kids and she's always wanted to take them to Disney World. So what do these two girls do? They start a GoFundMe project. That's awesome. The logic was simple. As many students as there are on the campus, $1 per student. They went to almost wow. every student and asked them for a dollar, and they all did it. That's awesome. Now, to add on top of that, to make things cooler, I didn't know this until I saw this like news report. Apparently, GoFundMe as a group has an employee of the month pick a charity they want to donate to, and the employee of the month that month p- 
pick this GoFundMe. What? They donated a thousand dollars to it. The overall GoFundMe ended up being about sixty-seven hundred bucks, which wow. paid for the entire trip. Okay, hotel accommodations, travel. And merchandise for the entire group of five for this woman. That's awesome. How awesome is that? I like that. It's always nice when people go out of their way to try to help, you know, other people. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I mean, to how many other people, like, has this woman worked for? You know, she was just a cafeteria lady. And these two girls went above and beyond to actually fund an entire trip for this woman. Good for them. You know, especially, yeah... I like little feel-good stories like this. I know. So, uh, the cafeteria uh, lady, her name is Catherine. I don't know when she's going, but I hope you have a blast. Taylor, Lucy, you girls are awesome. And to everyone at that school, honestly, for just donating to this lady. That was... Shout out to everybody that, you know, made this happen. That was heartwarming. Like, it was really cool. That's awesome. All right. I'm sure Javier would be like, where's my pass? Where's my GoFundMe? (laughs) Let me let me be Javier for a second. You guys ready? All right, do it. Ready, guys? Where's Michael fund me? <laughs> Why don't I have a pass? Where? I'm Javier. Spot on. Where? And I think your beard grew when you did that. <laughs> it feels longer. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna hear it for that one. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to be it for this episode. Again, if you guys have any comments or questions, you know, about anything that we talked about in this episode, please feel free to leave a comment on the Facebook page, Instagram, or on the blog post for this episode. Uh, if you guys are looking for us on any of the social networks, we're at facebook.com slash We are at podcateers on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash where this past week we posted our baby food challenge where we sat down and, well, Mario didn't, which is why we were asking him what his challenge was going to be. We sat down and tried to figure out what flavor baby foods we were eating. It didn't go as well as we thought it was going to. Their reactions are priceless. (laughs) Some of those were pretty horrible. (laughs) Uh, We're working on a couple of other ones. Uh, I definitely want to do the Whisper Challenge. I know that that's going to be coming up soon, and we're going to come up with something for you. So that's going to be coming up soon. So make sure that you head over to YouTube.com slash Podcateers. Subscribe. Watch a couple of the videos. Hit a thumbs up. Tell your friends. Uh, Every time you share our channel with your friends, um, you get a puppy. No, you don't. I know, but maybe it would have them subscribe to the channel if I said that. Oh, puppies. Yes. No, you don't get a puppy. No, you don't. All right, guys. uh, That is going to be it. So until next week. Here's to be your shoes and make it ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Take care, all. I love you, boy. All right, what's up, fellas? Let's do this. All right, let's record. Guys? Hello?